Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This Tucson sector is different than any other part of the border. This sector is known for evaders, criminals, and gotaways. It's got remote, rugged desert all over the place. And this Tucson sector had the most known gotaways of anywhere on the southern border last year with more than 175,000. Border Patrol in this sector report almost everybody they apprehend is a single adult man dressed in camouflage, sometimes wearing carpet shoes to mask their footprints in the sand. Almost everyone here is trying to get away they are not turning themselves in tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of adult men we don't know where they're from or what they're up to pouring into the country wow who does this well in what sense do we have a border let's talk about that and all the related subtopics with todd bensman nash a senior national security fellow at the center for immigration studies his new book is out. It's titled uh, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in American History. And the thing that really appeals to me about the book is even the good reporting on this tends not to be in depth. And Todd's book is in depth, not only about how the crisis got started, about but about the effects it has uh, in the homeland. Todd Benzman, how are you, Todd? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So before we get into the policies that brought us this or maybe the policies that could end this, or any of that sort of stuff. Um, just lay the table or set up the set up the situation of how bad it is right now, or has been over the last year. Well, actually, uh, you can trace this to inauguration day, 
uh, of the Biden administration. That day is when it started, hundreds of thousands pouring over on the first day. Uh, we are at about 4 million apprehensions. Uh, typically, we get about uh, now uh, 200 plus thousand every month. Just imagine three or four Super Bowl football stadiums full of people crossing every month. Uh, we, you, met, you were talking a minute ago about gotaways and runners. You can add to that four million, another million and a half of those uh, people that we were not able to apprehend or detect got right in through to the interior. This is literally the greatest mass migration crisis ever to have stricken the United States by far. Every single record on the books is smashed every month. There's a new record of every type of, uh, you know, terrible, uh, you know, statistic, uh, criminality. I mean, uh, the, just the, the collapse of the border uh, of defenses and the policies uh, that are in place that are enticing this and never had policies like this. Well, let's talk about that, because obviously on uh, as of Immigration Day, the cartels and the would be uh, immigrants from various beleaguered countries uh, said to themselves, wow, the opportunity is now. What changed? Why, why was that message received so clearly? Well, remember, during the presidential campaign on the Democratic side, uh, you had every candidate there were most, I think there were 15 at one point. Uh, promising who would be the most open, who would open right. the border the widest, who would give the most free stuff, free health care. Who wants to raise your hand to that? Everybody raise their hand on the stage. Uh, who here would decriminalize illegal entry? Everybody raise their hands. Well, the whole world was watching that. And that's when they started coming because they knew that Trump, uh, you know, the polls were showing that Trump was going to lose and they were like, man, I'm hedging my bets now and laying my money down, my smuggling money. And that's when it started. And then the president followed through on the very first day with all of his promises, ending deportation, putting forth a big giant amnesty bill uh, and making uh, huge exemptions and exceptions in the Title 42 pandemic pushback program uh, measure that Trump had put in place. Uh, just opening the door wide uh, for exemptions to to the, the pushbacks that Trump had been doing. And so the word spreads all along the trail. They're letting us in. They're letting us in. Hurry up. It, look at these selfies of me on the bus in New York. Look at the selfies of me getting on the airplane. Look at the selfies. of it. So it, it became an avalanche that has never stopped. Well, where are most the of these people going? Where do they end up, the, peop- the, the, the gotaways? Do we have any idea where they're mostly settling? Not the gotaways, but um, just from, from reporting, you know. Well, just be, before you go on from that, so the gotaways, which numbers in the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, we don't have any idea where they go as a nation. Millions, yeah. Well, Millions, yes. No, I mean, right, they're, they're, they're going to every major city in America. From coast to coast, everywhere in between, wherever they can find work, wherever they, they find a community that speaks their language, relatives, uh, and they're just spreading out across America from Florida to Washington State, 
from Southern California to Maine. Uh, they are they're just pouring into the country. And so and, and why should ones. Americans why should Americans care, though? I mean, we need workers, right? I see help wanted signs everywhere. Why, why should we be concerned about this? Well, for a lot of reasons, uh, you know, if you're talking about the runners and gotaways, that is a pool of people where there is a high concentration of criminality. The reason those people are running is that if they get caught, uh, they, they, they can see a records check shows the criminality they'd been convicted before and they'd be deported. So you're getting a, a tremendous number of people that are convicted criminals of, I mean, every possible thing, homicide, rape, child molestation, armed robbery, the whole thing, gang banging. And then as for the rest of them that are turning themselves in, they're strangers. The problem with illegal immigration is that people are coming in without any identification at all. They toss them in the river. They throw them on the ground. Uh, a lot of them have no identification. And they're coming from uh, 150 different countries. The greatest assortment of of um, nationalities are hitting that border than have ever hit that border in the history of the country. 43% are not from Mexico or Central America. They're from all the nations of Africa and the Middle East, China, Southeast Asia, South Asia, the, the entire world. And there, there is a national security threat. We've caught 98 people who are on the terror watch list just last year. We've caught 51 so far this year. Uh, people who are already on the watch list are crossing the border. People coming from war-torn African nations where we don't know if they were the persecuted or the persecutors. Uh, we, we have no idea who's coming through. And that's one of the big problems. And lastly, you know, we're just giving up our sovereignty. No country on the planet does this. Nobody ever does this. And nobody ever has done this, uh, dating back to ancient times, uh, where you just let anybody and everybody through uh, not knowing who they are. And that's just that's just something that nations don't do because and well said, you know, well we, said, Todd. Clearly, yeah. and we uh, we appreciate it indeed. Todd Benzman, senior national security fellow, Center for Immigration Studies. The new book is out. Overrun: How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in American History. We're up against a break, Todd, but good to talk to you and good luck with the book. Thank you very much. I appreciate the attention. What he said at the you end there is something I've been saying for a long time. This is not something that happens. Nobody else is doing this anywhere in the world. And when has it ever happened in human history when you had any control of your borders? When does this ever happen? By, by many counts, it's the greatest migration in world history into an area that has borders. And, you know, the only caveat I would throw to that, that uh, rhetorical question is that uh, in the past, there didn't exist massive welfare states. Right, that's the where big everybody right. everybody who could fog a mirror in a particular geographic area that we call a, a country, um, they they would get food, medication, housing. Housing's a human right, Jack. The rest of it at enormous expense. Right. The two can't go together. The right. super libertarian view of immigration and a welfare state. You're right. That is a huge difference because when people want to make the argument, you know, we're a melting pot, and what about your Irish uh, grandparents or whatever came here? Yeah, well, if you uh, if you set off across the plains 
back in the day as Germans, like I was just in a part of the country where everybody's German because that's where they settled there in, uh, in Kansas during the Dust Bowl, you had to figure out a way to make your living. You weren't going to show up somewhere and go to the hospital and get free medical care or demand some place to stay or get food. If you no, that very notion was hilarious. Right. So that's what I was thinking when people show up. So unless you have a family structure wherever you show up, as he said, from Maine to Oregon or whatever, someplace to live or whatever, you got to be on the government dole. How else are you going to be surviving? Well, and those who come to build a better life and they work hard, I admire them. Sure, I really fantastic. do. I would do the same thing. But the idea that because they're admirable people, we should not have coherent immigration policy, that's just... It's just the worst sort of emotional illogic. It's idiotic. But it's not a question whether they're nice people or not. Do we have a policy? As we were talking about yesterday, though, the fact that the Biden administration is bringing back the horrifying, horrifying policies of the Trump administration to try to get a handle on this, is that an indication that their internal polling must have led them to believe that this is worth paying attention to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they were getting terrible, terrible marks for their handling of immigration. And they just thought, well, you know, if it was just a nakedly political uh, calculation, I think what they figured out was, yeah, I mean, we'll look pretty bad going back to the Trump policies, but uh, we'll look even worse if we continue to let millions of people flood across the border willy nilly. Man, the weather is weird right now. Going to be like 80 degrees in New York in February. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, rare blizzard warnings for L.A. happening right now. And I was talking to, because, uh, uh, you know, L.A.'s a very big area. Somebody yesterday said they had lots of hail coming down, which is not a normal L.A. thing. Yeah, yeah. Blizzards in L.A., is that one of the signs of the apocalypse? Yeah, it seems like, yeah, it seems like God's angry about something, doesn't it? What have we done to anger God? Or the gods, I don't know how you look at it. It's 105 degrees in, uh, you know, northern Greenland. I'm a monotheist, but maybe you've got a whole bunch of different gods. I don't know. You know, so I'm going to judge you. It's very big of you, very inclusive of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got so much good stuff. I know you have so much good stuff. One in six retirees, for instance, are, are uh, considering returning to work, which is a high number, much higher number than we normally have. Why is that? Um, good news if you're, uh, if you're a Walmart and you need more greeters, I suppose. Uh, among other things, we've got to talk about coming up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We know that you all heard at least of uh, at least one call that Donald Trump was on during this period. This yes. is the infamous call that the, the whole world has, has heard as it was released when yes. he was speaking to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. But... In terms of just calls and recordings of calls, are there others of those? I can tell you I heard other phone calls. I don't think I could name all of them right now if I wanted to. <laughs> After 75 witnesses in eight months, it gets hard to keep all your bits straight. Other calls that Donald Trump was on? Yes. I'm positive I have heard the president on the phone more than once. Um, so that's that jury for woman person that's making the rounds and deciding to talk to everybody in the media, even though you're not supposed to about their no, deliberations and stuff. You can kinda. talk to them. You just can't tell them anything. <laughs> well, what's the point of going on and hinting and giggling and stuff? Well, are you kidding? How about that revelation she just made? She heard the president's voice more than once, Jack, more than once. Here, here's the clip I actually wanted to play. I asked for the wrong one because I think this is hilarious. She said this yesterday on one of her many interviews. My coolest moment was shaking Rudy Giuliani's hand. That was really cool for me. I, I made a point of, of stopping them and being like, wait, before we, before we go back to this, can I shake your hand? Because this an honor to meet the guy. It was really neat for me. So does that hurt anything, legally speaking, if they decide to, to not to indict Rudy Giuliani and somebody comes back from the other side and says, look at her, she was awestruck with the celebrity of Rudy Giuliani. How, how many of the jurors were like that? We need a new trial. Well, it's that wasn't a trial though. So uh, the, I mean, the, the, the it could be behind the scenes that the prosecutors who want to press charges would say, well, yes, this chick was in love with Rudy. That's why the grand jury didn't invite, didn't uh, recommend prosecution. I say we go ahead anyway. But that's kind of a behind the scenesy thing. How many people in a grand jury? Is it twelve or eight or fifty? Depends where you are, I think. Okay. But anyway, this is I don't in, know Georgia. This is in Georgia and it's over the election interference stuff. I just I just wonder how they chose this giggling twelve year old <laughs> to be in charge. I just I don't know. It's kind of funny. Or if they're all like, I don't want to do it, neither do I. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, hey giggles. You got the gig. <laughs> Knock yourself out. <laughs> 
But she she said in one of the interviews yesterday she's going to be really disappointed if something doesn't happen, which you seem to think. I thought that was a horrible idea that because it used a lot of your time that somebody needs to be indicted. Well, I just I think she was saying eight months and 75 witnesses and y'all don't get any charges out of this. What's your process for bringing people in front of the grand jury? God dang it. Eight months and 75 witnesses. Yeah, can you imagine? No, I actually can't. Every day that was your job for eight months over something you may not care at all about? <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Well, and you'd think, you know, obviously it's we were joking when we say, well, if they weren't guilty, they wouldn't be on trial. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you're going to spend eight months and 75 witnesses and, like, a year of my life looking into alleged criminal enterprise, there ought to be a criminal or two sprinkled in. Otherwise, what's your st- what are you doing? Did you just drop a net? Did you just, like, apprehend everybody at an insurance company and, and start bringing them into the grand jury and asking them, where were you Tuesday? How's it work? Okay. All right. You watch your step. Next. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? That reminds me, I think I missed one of my jury summons recently. I put my calendar, forgot about it. What happens to you then if you just don't show up or call or something? Jail? Leg irons? Heavy fines. Heavy Heavy, fines. Heavy, heavy fines. How do you end up on a... And if you don't pay your heavy fines, then the leg irons. How do you end up on a grand jury like that? Is it the same story of jury summons? Same sort of thing? God, eight months of my life over this. I mean, if I I do an eight-month trial, I want it to be like an OJ thing where it's like really, really freaking fascinating and like a great experience. Not listening to it. Oh, Rudy oh, Giuliani drone on all day long. Oh, with that hair dye trickling down his face. Um, <laughs> that reminds Damn. me of that, that, that Alex Murdoch guy who allegedly killed his wife and son. He testified today. All right. So we got to get some clips of that. Yeah, like that trial, while gruesome would be, you know, I'd keep your attention. Uh, if you missed an hour of the show, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. 
you know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And Lusk calls the snow day. Breaking news. Lusk just calls the snow day right here at the student section. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I've never seen that before. Breaking news. Lusk calls the snow day at Hamilton. Woo! No school for me tomorrow. And that's the end of the game. Zero's on the clock. 57-45. Lusk takes it home along with the Hawkeyes. My name is Aiden Lynch, sophomore broadcaster. That is the end of the game officially. That's uh, awesome. You you can't watch that video without being happy. You just can't. Oh, that fills me with joy. It's a high school game and sophomore kids calling the game. They don't care about the game. It was just announced there's going to be a snow day tomorrow. And the the, the the kids pour onto the court, jumping up and down their arms in the air because they don't have to go to school tomorrow. Oh, it's awesome. Somebody needs to tell those young people that they've lost a day of education. That's no reason to celebrate. Good job, Principal Skinner. That's the way it was a nom. Um, I sent this to my Son, I almost called him my brother. That'd be weird. Uh, so yesterday for the podcast, one more thing, uh, uh, read from Tom Sawyer. Did a little reading from Tom Sawyer because I'm reading Tom Sawyer to my son, Henry. The award-winning and, uh, Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast. It's available at all podcast platforms, including armstrongandgetty.com. That yeah, because I'd gotten into the part of the book where uh, they got a lot of N-bombs and stuff, and I was just asking about how to deal with that. But anyway, came across this from Tom Sawyer, and I sent it to my son, couple of days ago. Uh, Monday morning found Tom Sawyer miserable. Monday morning always found him so because it began another week's slow suffering in school. I sent that to my mm. son so he would realize kids have been complaining about going to school forever. You're not you're not unique in this, all right? Wow. Wow. Timeless. Yeah. I mean, I, I was hoping my kids would love schools like their, their cousins did or all girls. Girls seem to like school a lot more than boys for whatever reason, but it Anyway, I have sensed, since my kids have come around to hating school, said, I hated school every day of my life, every single day. So, yeah, it's just, you know, what are you going to do? Um, speaking of schools, where you had to wear masks for a couple of years, which is part of the reason my kids hated school, is because for the last couple of years, it's been up until real recently, you had to wear a mask and all these different sorts of things were horrible. That's funny because uh, Europe... Took the masks off, kids, many months, many, many months before the U.S., and red states did it too. But in blue states, no, the kids remained masked. I read from the New York Times, Brett Stevens' an opinion piece full of facts. The mask mandates did nothing. Will any lessons be learned? The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illnesses, including COVID, was published last month. Its conclusions, say Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is its lead author, were unambiguous. Here's his quote. 
There is just no evidence. That's a pretty declarative statement right there. That's not wishy-washy at all. There is just no evidence that masks make any difference. Full stop, he says. Wow. You do not say full stop unless you're trying to make it clear. This is unequivocal. There's no arguing it. We've done lots of tests. We looked at all data from 600,000 people, all these different countries, it's just easy to state, look, we do this for a living. There's no evidence that masks make any difference. How do you like now, that? Now, there are those who would argue that a, an Oxford epidemiologist has no business uh, contradicting a CNN anchor chick. <laughs> right. You have or, it your, your way? or your county health supervisor. They got elected because they What? Well, they got appointed because they have a degree in, in public health administration. Right. Let me read on here. But wait, hold on. What about the N95 masks? As opposed to the lower quality surgical or cloth masks. Makes no difference. None of it, said Jeff Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist. What about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized randomized studies, flawed observational studies. What about the utility of masks in conjunction with other preventative measures, such as hand hygiene, physical distancing, or air filtration? There's no evidence that many of these things make any difference. And these observations don't just come from anywhere, writes Brett Stevens in the New York Times. Jefferson and 11 colleagues conducted the study for Cochrane. I didn't don't know of this, but it's a British nonprofit that is widely considered the gold standard for its reviews of healthcare data. The conclusions were based on 78 randomized controlled trials, six of them during the COVID pandemic, with a total of 611,000 participants in multiple countries. And they track what has been widely observed in the United States. States with mask mandates fared no better against COVID than those without. Now, Brett does write here, no study or study of studies is ever perfect. Science is never absolutely settled. Whoa! Wait a second. I thought the science could be settled. That's what Al Gore told me. Yeah, um, science is one thing that has one opinion. It's not a continual process of, of asserting something, contradicting it, learning from it, and moving on. What's more, the analysis does not prove that proper masks, properly worn, had no benefit at the individual level. People may have good personal reasons to wear masks, and they may have the discipline to wear them consistently. That choice is their own. But when it comes to population-level benefits of masking, the verdict is in. Mask mandates were a bust. So those skeptics who were furiously mocked as cranks and occasionally censored as misinformers for opposing mandates were right. The mainstream experts and pundits who supported mandates were wrong. In a better world, it would behoove the latter group to acknowledge their error, along with its considerable physical, psychological, and political costs. Don't count on it, he writes. Right. Well, one of the main takeaways that anybody who took an honest look at this came away with was that in so many cases, the mandates were utterly unnecessary because people who thought they should be careful, they should take this precaution or that precaution, went ahead and did it, whether there was a mandate or not. And that would be self-selected people, the old, the vulnerable, people in chemotherapy, that sort of stuff. And so it didn't mean anything that there was a mandate. Meanwhile, the people who wouldn't have done anything unless it was mandated generally didn't do it very well or very carefully. And or the technology didn't matter. Yeah, you got to differentiate between what what we just read there, the difference of population-level mask mandates versus individual wearing masks. 
uh, doctors all across the world aren't going to suddenly stop wearing masks as they lean over your open body doing operations. They do work. If I was going to walk into this room and a bunch of people had COVID, I would wear a mask if I had to come in here. I believe they do something. But the mandates to make everybody wear masks didn't accomplish anything. Right. And with the kids, all it accomplished was cruelty. People who who insisted on continued masking of small children, even when we knew better and Europe knew better, they should face criminal charges. Well, and they're wearing the crappy little masks, barely wearing them at all, but following the rules just to stay out of trouble and yeah, that whole thing. So um, sad. I'll read sick. It's really sick. It is. I'll read the last two paragraphs. And so much of it became, I would love to be able to run some sort of AI experiment where you take Trump out of the equation and how people would have looked at mask mandates if it didn't get attached to Trump somehow when he was mocking Biden for biggest mask I've ever seen, you know, that sort of stuff, which I found hilarious. Um, Or some alternate universe where uh, uh, evil Trump, who probably has a goatee, uh, is saying everybody should wear a mask at all times. Masks are very important. What would the CNN anchorettes have said then? Yeah, good point. But whatever the reason, mask mandates were a fool's errand from the start. They may have created a false sense of safety and thus permission to resume semi-normal life. They did almost nothing to advance safety itself. The Cochrane Report ought to be the final nail in this particular coffin. There is a final lesson. The last justification for masks is that, even if they prove to be ineffective, they seemed like a relatively low-cost, intuitively effective way of doing something against the virus in the early days of the pandemic. But do something is not science, and it shouldn't have been public policy. And the people who had the courage to say as much deserve to be listened to, not treated with contempt. They may never, ever get the apology they deserve, but vindication ought to be enough. I feel vindicated. Yeah, you think a mask is a good idea? It is a good idea if you're in a room full of people. But the government telling you you have to in your town is no good. This... Meta study will disappear as quickly as it was issued and be uh, little, if at all, discussed in uh, the mainstream media or the media at large because it goes against the very identity that so many people assumed. It wasn't just an opinion you ought to wear a mask, it became who they were. And it's tough for people to admit it's humiliating. Yeah, I was uh, completely wrong and I like badgered and bludgeoned and oppressed other people uh, in favor of my wrong-headed anti-Trump cult, uh, you know, beliefs. And I apologize for that. Not many people are going to say that. It's a hard thing to do. We got this text. Are you going to address your advocating masks? I think we just did. It's on an individual over and over basis. Again. That, person, that person isn't able to, to grasp the subtlety between you do what you want and the government telling you what to do. I advocate all sorts of crap, my friend, that I don't think the government ought to mandate you to do. I do it because I think it's a good idea, which is how human beings ought to behave. If that subtlety is still lost on you, I'd be happy to write it out for you. Um, okay, well, maybe these texts came in before I got through the story. I don't know. Then why do they wear masks in surgery? Again, it's, it's not an indication that an individual wearing a mask, it doesn't do anything. It's that a mandate for a population large, it doesn't make any difference. The towns that didn't mandate it got no different results than the towns that did mandate it. Well, I guess I can't keep Educate saying the same. Educate people and let them live their lives. 
Um, well, there probably won't be another one of these pandemics for a hundred years and all of this knowledge will have been lost and good luck to y'all. I'll be dead. Or there will be one in a month. The bird flu will start spreading to human beings and, and we humankind will ignore everything we learned. Well, you know what? That's even too cynical for me. I think we will learn some stuff from the recent pandemic. If it goes more than five or ten years, though, no, everything will be forgotten. If there's one thing we learned from history, it's that we learn nothing from history. Restaurants? Some of your biggest chains considering subscription programs like Netflix. Have you heard about this? It's a catching on. Restaurants? Yeah. I have to tell you about that. Also, if you've been following that Murdoch trial, which we talked a little bit about, he, the guy accused of killing his family, testified today. Yeah, ooh, that's a that's a gamble. You don't see that much. We got a little mashup of some of the highlights of that coming up also, so stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So I don't know if you've been following the trial of Alex Murdoch, the red-haired, prominent South Carolina attorney who's alleged to have killed his wife and son, not to mention bilking all of his clients out of millions of dollars, doing pills, faking his own suicide, etc. 
But, uh, and this is a gamble, his attorneys decided to put him on the stand. We've got a bit of a highlight reel from today's testimony. I'm hoping uh, my uh, my Google TV uh, DVR'd it today because I want to see as much as I can. Um, I've, I've been a juror on a couple of occasions and observed a bunch of trials. And, man, it's a rarity when the uh, defendant testifies. And often when they do, everybody regrets it. So let's see how he did. I didn't shoot my wife or my son anytime, ever. I would never intentionally do anything to hurt either one of them. But once I lied, I continued to lie. Yes, sir. Why? You know, oh, what a tangled web we weave. Normally, when these paranoid thoughts would hit me, I could take a deep breath real quick just think about it reason my way through it wow i want to hear more yeah no kidding that was that was a great tease for me wanting to hear a lot more yeah i was i was tipped off that the questions had to do with the fact that when the coppers showed up um that evening and and the 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 folks were dead already they asked uh, you know where he'd been and whether he'd been there at the dog kennels on their gigantic hunting estate and he said no not at all today and he had been earlier and his kid had his voice on a video he'd made for friends like an instagram video why would you lie about that well see he says it has to do with the he had paranoid thoughts and you know, he just, he, he, the tangled web is, is this quote from Shakespeare, right? Oh, what a tangled web we weave with our, uh, whatever, our lives. Um, and it, what he's saying was, I was caught up in so much crap between the, the pills and the, the client financial stuff. And when I found him dead, I, I freaked out and just was paranoid and so said, no, I haven't been uh, anywhere near it. Mm, that's not impossible. So why why do they not recommend you go you testify? I mean, because if like I'm innocent, I'd, I'd I'd feel like I want to testify. Is it because it it just comes down to the you end up with that stupid stupid conversation we've had so many times? We're gonna have jurors saying, I don't think he seemed sad enough, like that sort of thing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. If the jury does not buy you as being credible, the entirety of the case your defense has put together vanishes. It doesn't matter anymore, Uh, partly because a lot of jurors are not rational. I've been a juror on multiple occasions. It'll scare the crap out of you. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good reason to, even if you're innocent, to not testify. Because, you know, if you're the sort of person that can keep it together in a setting like that, even if you're talking about the murder of your family, well, then you're going to have some of the soft-headed jurors that he'd be more upset than that. Yeah. Exactly. He's not grieving, right? Or if you fall apart, you're going to have some of the soft-headed jurors saying it was faking. I can tell fake crying when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's taking a hell of a gamble. Who wants final thoughts? Who wants final thoughts? Go have some final thoughts. Hooray! Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. An increasingly obscure reference. Oh, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, our technical director. He's kept us on the air, Michelangelo. Michael? Well, we didn't get to the story about the subscription restaurants, but I do know that I would have a subscription to a pizza restaurant. I'd be as big as a house, but that would be my thing. Man, I love pizza. I love it so much. Jack, a final thought for us? 
Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive is one of the best things that anyone could ever learn in their lives. It is not Shakespeare, however, though. Yeah, it was. Whoever you think wrote it stole it from Shakespeare. It comes from uh, 19th century Scottish author Sir Walter Scott. But that is a great line. That's a good thing. I don't think I've ever said that to my kids. That's a good one. And because it rhymes and everything, it sticks in your head. But it's it's completely accurate. It is fabulous, yeah. Timeless wisdom from Shakespeare. Moving along. <laughs> Got this no, note. from Willard Scott. We, <laughs> we were uh, decrying the proposed Florida law that would make it illegal for your dog to hang its head out the window. We got this <laughs> note from, from some lady, I think, who says, hey, occasionally dogs are injured and their heads are lopped clean off. It's happened to horses, too, etc. Yeah, how often does yeah, that happen? How often does and that happen? And if I might quote Thomas Jefferson or Willard Scott or Shakespeare, <laughs> I would rather be exposed to the inconveniences attending too much liberty than those attending to small a degree there of it. There you go. How many of y'all, you or your friends, have had their head, their dog's head lopped off because it was sticking out the window when you drove down the street? Uh, hell, I can't drive to the Walgreens without seeing three, four severed dog heads laying in the street. There's a sentence. Come on! There's a sentence to end the show on. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. I apologize for the gruesome imagery yeah, and the I'd misquoting say. of various authors. Good Lord! So many people, thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We got your hot links for you there. We got the One More Thing podcast that we mentioned earlier. Yesterday's was charming. Jack was reading Mark Twain to us. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. What this community needs now are... No school for me tomorrow! Armstrong and Getty. So bad, it's almost good. You know what I'm saying? That was really cool for me. Come on. Are you sh- I yield the rest of my time, but... Oh my goodness! (laughs) So let's go out with a bang. You have a beautiful view of this uh, 1978 Winnebago and a pile of human poo. Uh, Out this window, you'll see uh, those two people (laughs) fornicating in the bushes. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.